0: This is
1: the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
0: Good afternoon, Steelers Nation, and welcome once again to the campus of St. Vincent College in sunny Trobe, Pennsylvania. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR here for the next two hours, all part of our ongoing training camp coverage on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It's a quiet one here on campus today because practice has been moved to latrobe memorial stadium so uh, like mozi and i had to do on saturday if you're in the car and you're on the way to st vincent college right now well we're not going to tell you to turn around like we like we did on Saturday, but uh, divert, change those GPS coordinates. It's not far. It's only about 10 minutes away from here. Latrobe Memorial High School, where Friday Night Lights was supposed to be uh, a few days ago, of course, got rained out and ruined by the lightning and the thunder. Uh, so the Steelers doing their part getting down there today. You don't need a ticket or anything, and it is open to the public. Scheduled to begin at 155. So if you're planning on heading to practice today, if you are on your way to St. Vincent College, get those new GPS coordinates uh, triangulated to La Trobe <laughs> Memorial High School. That's where practice will be, and it will be a quiet one here on campus today. Just me and young Jacob atop the bleachers at Chuck Knoll Field. Arthur Moats back in the comforts of his palace. How we doing, cousin?
1: Man, we are doing well. I mean, first off, I think that since the Steelers are always having to audible and make you if know, uh, this is talking. I
0: cannot I'm hear just... him. Can you hear me now? You got oh, me. I got you now. I got you now. There Woo-hoo! we go. What's all, up, right, all right, all right.
1: Man, all this world can't complain, but what I was saying was, we got to be flexible now, you know, during this time of year, with obviously weather and stuff, so with the Steelers always having to relocate and move places, I had to do the same, so you know, of course, I would have loved to be out there with you today, in this beautiful, intimate setting of, you know, me, you, and Jacob, with the beautiful, you know, feels free, no fans. I mean, yeah, I would have loved to have been out there with you guys, but unfortunately, I had to relocate as well. But we are here, <laughs> and we will make this thing happen. See, sacrifice all across the board.
0: Yes, we are absolutely. <laughs> it's it's quiet out here, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll get the electricity picked up as we uh, as we take over for the next two hours here, leading up until practice. Uh, Mozi, yeah, it's. It's a little bizarre here. It's a little eerie, if you will. Not eerie Pennsylvania. Like eerie as in, you know, like Mm -hmm. Halloween spooky. Um... There's some be- work being done to the field right now by the Steelers grounds crew, but that's about it. It's quiet. You know, normally at this time there's people waiting in line to get to Autograph Hill. There's, you know, a few dozen people in the bleachers, those who are, are, are savvy and bring their lawn chairs and their and their beach towels and everything. Their blankets uh, are all set up on the hill and all that. Uh, nothing here right now. So it's a, it's a little quiet. It's nice and windy and cool, actually. Should be a great conditions for practice. But, yes. Uh, well, and it'll
1: be a dry day as well, which is most... Most important. I mean, Correct. when you they think need about what has been happening, absolutely, when you think about what's been happening for that Steelers team, um, in particular in this training camp, and it's been a lot of rainy days. Um, and we talked about why we like rainy days for Coach Tomlin in terms of the ball security, right? In terms of getting acclimated to the footing and just the different things that you have to worry about from an equipment perspective. I talked about the gloves and the visors and things like that. But The downside is we obviously have grass fields at St. Vincent. So when you're getting that much downpour and you're getting that much rain, those fields, unfortunately can't keep up and you have to relocate. But I do think that, you know, for Coach Simon, he enjoys this as well because this is something that is very similar to what we talk about during season. You have to be able to adjust on the fly. You have to be able to have your schedule thrown off and still be able to Be your same. So still be able to be prepared the way that you're supposed to be and be that productive player that we all hope this team can be going forward. So, you know, this, I think for Coach Tomlin, he's going to look at it as a way to galvanize these guys and any of the players that have been here long enough to remember some of the switching of games, whether it be flex games, whether it be the COVID year with the Ravens, where that game got moved multiple times. Any of those guys will be able to look back and say, hey, man, it's situations like today that do prepare us for those moments.
0: Yeah, and, and you would obviously know you did your uh, fair share of time out here on the campus of St. Vincent, and, uh, and you got to be able to adapt. Absolutely. The Steelers have certainly, I mean, they've done a lot of that since Friday. They, they really have, um, with the change in schedule on Friday and practice ultimately being called due to weather. And then Saturday, uh, you know, having to get on buses and head down to the south side to practice at the Steelers facility, and, uh, you know, in, in anticipation of inclement weather and a practice that was. Uh, closed doors to the public, then they get Sunday off. Now today, um, walkthrough was finishing up as I got here, and then they'll be heading, uh, I would imagine, oh, probably about another hour or so. Uh, we'll see the buses across from us here on the hill. Well, I will, and Jacob will. Nobody else will because we got the VIP access today. Uh, that will take hey, them, hey, hey. That will take them over to the high school. And that will still be pretty cool, I think. And, and, you know, I was thinking about this on on, uh, on Friday as well too, Motsy. You know, there's we've talked a lot about how, I mean, well under half of the the players who are out here for the Steelers have experienced Latrobe before, right? Out of the 90, there's like, I think 22 or 23 is the number of the guys on the roster that had actually done training camp out here at St. Vincent. Uh, With that, you know, that same number obviously would apply to Friday Night Lights as well, too. And when you and I kind of uh got done discussing you know that how cool of an experience that is and how it's something that the players actually do look forward to you know because it takes you back to your roots as a football player of you know feeling like you're you're the only show in town and it's dark out and the lights are on and everyone's packing the stands going crazy and it's a real intimate feel there with just you know the track the high school track uh between between you and the players and the stands and everything the fans in the stands um There's a lot of, obviously, Steelers, majority of Steelers out here that haven't gotten to experience that either, not just here on campus at St. Vincent, but Friday Night Lights over at the high school at Latrobe Memorial. Um, It's not going to be quite the same, obviously, as it is on a Friday night at, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but still pretty cool that they're going to find a way to work that in, and hopefully a lot of the fans who were planning on coming out on Friday night will be able to get out here today.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, and um, I don't even know who's responsible for the – uh, alterations to the location of practice today, whether it was solely because of the rain or were they saying that, hey, man, because we haven't had a chance to get back out here to La Trobe Memorial High School and stuff like that, that, you know what, let's go ahead and, and make today that type of day for those people over there because it does mean a lot for the community, man. We, we know the fundraising element. We know the money that it raises, but also just think about the camaraderie, man. Anytime you're able to just bring together Different people, people from all types of walks of lives, uh, different genders and things like that, man, all under that Steelers umbrella. I just always enjoyed that part of it as well, man. So that's something that I'm definitely glad they're going to get to experience, even if it's not in the full capacity of a Friday night lights. At least a Monday afternoon, you know, tune-up still work out. So I'm excited about that either way, man.
0: (laughs) Monday matinee. How about that? It's not Friday Night Lights. There we go. There we go. It's not Friday Night Lights. It's the Monday matinee. Yes. So one more time, if you're just joining us, if you have missed the announcement, um, because we we did on Saturday when Motes and I were back in the studio telling everybody, hey, practice has been moved. It's not open to the public. Uh, If you're on your way out to St. Vincent, turn around. We we did have a couple people who tweeted us and and DM'd us and said thank you because they were listening. And on their way out, and yeah, uh, seriously, man. Our buddy Jay, uh, Steeler rocker, even got stuck in traffic trying to get turned around, and get, get back home. Um, but same thing today. If you are heading to St. Vincent College, don't turn around. Uh, just change those coordinates up because they will be pra- practicing at Latrobe Memorial in downtown Latrobe, uh, where you know normally the uh, Friday Night Lights would have been just a few days ago. They're going to make it a Monday mm-hmm. matinee, as we have seen today. Motsi, one guy. And it's
1: free. No no tickets needed, man. It's free to get in there,
0: man. Let's make sure
1: you tell them that as well, man. Absolutely. Free to get in. Tell a friend to tell a friend.
0: Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a stellar to tell a stellar. Um, mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Good call. Because as people know, to get out here at Saint Vincent, you needed a ticket. It was also free, but yep. you had to you had to claim one ahead of time. You know, register ahead of time uh, on the Steelers website and on Ticketmaster. I believe is where you can do that uh, today. With the with the moving around last minute and them trying to accommodate everybody, no tickets, no nothing. You just show up, and uh, you know you'll 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 have access to a pretty cool setting there at Latrobe Memorial Stadium. But Saint Vincent College, don't show up here because it's closed to the public. You got to have a
1: pass. Don't do it, don't do it. You got to have a pass
0: it. to get in, all right? And Jacob and I aren't selling ours, so no asking. Uh see, one thing that I am excited to see this week that I'm kind of anticipating a little bit is the potential, you know, at some point return of Levi Wallace. You know, I was I was driving out here today, a little over an hour uh, each way for me, the commute from, from where I live, north of Pittsburgh, to here on the campus of St. Vincent College. And, you know, we're at this point, right? We've got two weeks of training camp in the books, you know, week a week and a half of training camp in the books, another week and a half or so to go here. Um, and I'm thinking to myself... All right, what haven't Motes and I talked about yet? You know, and I'm going through that. No, we've talked about that. Oh, we've talked about the offensive line. We've talked about the defensive line. Yeah, we've talked about the young – uh-huh. We've talked about the quarterbacks plenty. Mm, wide receivers, yeah, certainly have discussed those guys. Yeah, coaching staff, yeah, we've hit on that. And I thought, you know, one guy that we haven't really mentioned much or discussed is Levi Wallace, the former Buffalo Bill who is now here in Pittsburgh. And doesn't that sound like a story that Arthur Moats can relate to? <laughs> um, we haven't talked much about Levi because he's been held out with an illness. Now, we don't know what kind of illness. I am assuming it's not COVID because he's been around, and, and you know, we all know how that works. Um, but all we know is that Levi Wallace has been held out with an illness to this point, a few days off now, a new week, a um, I'm interested to see, you know, when we see him because you got to think that, that he's probably chomping at the bit to, to get going out here as well, too. And, you know, he's he's very intriguing to me, Mozi. I think we've all been encouraged with what we've seen from Akello Witherspoon out here, Cam Sutton out here, what those guys were able to do last season as well, too, particularly with Akello in the back half of the season where he really played well in those last five or six games of the year after, you know, having his, his ups and downs and, and taking some lumps early on in the season. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by Levi Wallace. Not only what we could potentially see out here um, this week at some point in practice, hopefully, but just what he's going to bring to this secondary that, you know, all of a sudden the defensive backs in particular, you got a, a nice complement of skill sets there.
1: No, without a doubt. I mean, we know why we picked him up this offseason because we think that he can come in here and really uh, help out that cornerback uh, room, not just as a depth piece, but as a starter. And, it's unfortunate that obviously we don't know the full severity of his injury, but it's whatever it is has been causing him to miss, you know, a good amount of time. But you know, when you think about what he brings to the table, I mean, the competition within that room. What does him being back out there, or what would him being back out there mean for a Cam Sutton? Mean for a Nikella Witherspoon? That's going to force those guys to pick up their intensity. You feel differently when you're out there with guys you're competing against directly. It was times, you know, as a player where, you know, this guy, you may be competing against him to be a starter or to be the third corner or even for your roster life. Well, hey, man, when that guy's on the sideline, you feel pressure, but it's not the same level of pressure because, you know, hey, regardless of what I do today, this guy can't do anything to pass me on the depth chart. This guy can't do anything to one up me or impress the coaching staff. But when that guy returns, well, now you don't have that same mindset. Now you have to think like, hey, every play I get, I have to be on my P's and Q's. I have to, you know, go out here and try to make this play because what happens when I come off and this guy gets that same opportunity? If I see him make a play, now you start feeling like you got to make another one. You feel like you got to not press in the sense, but you got to keep up. And those are some of the things that ultimately help this defense out, that help this team out as a whole. And that's why we do love competition, why I'm always preaching it, because that is the positive uh, impact of it.
0: It it absolutely is. And and hopefully that gets you know, there's been that already uh, with the defensive backs at camp. You know, you and I have, have discussed previously how you're not just replacing. Uh, a quarterback that you knew was coming in here to camp is the unquestioned number one. You know, you were fortunate to be in that position with Joe Hayden for the last five years or so mm-hmm. as well, too. So so that's up for grabs. And there's, you know, there's, there's been some, some really good, you know, we talked about those iron sharpening iron moments with Pickens and Akello Witherspoon last week. Uh, Cam Sutton is a leader out here and is having a strong camp. He got a little bit banged up. We'll see what his status is today. Again, they're calling it day-to-day. doesn't seem like anything serious, but I also don't think any of us would be surprised if he got held out of a practice or two just for precautionary reasons as well, too. Um, we've seen a lot of James Pierre. We've seen a lot of Justin Lane, right? Uh, Chris Steele, a guy that we talked to Nick Farabaugh about on Saturday who's who's quietly having a good camp. There's a lot of guys with their hand in this pile already, and then yeah as you mentioned uh, you bring in Levi Wallace into that group someone that the team went out you know went shopping for and signed clearly uh you know uh, sought as a target this uh this offseason in free agency a guy with experience who's you know been part of a good Buffalo Bills team who played college football at Alabama you bring someone you know with that kind of pedigree and uh, and a new face into the mix as well too um that's going to that's going to I think yeah create uh even more of those moments and and more um you know uh, like you said competition is i mean i'm looking for some fancy word to label it but that's really what it is. it's It's even gonna the competition that we've already seen at the corner position i think it'll even get heightened as soon as levi wallace is back out there
1: yeah and i also look at it on the other side of it as well man we're getting deontay johnson now that he's back in the fold with the new contract shout out to him for that aka new money yep but when you think about him being back out there well You add another top-end corner, now that matchup gets even more spicier. Now you're talking about Deontay versus Akello, Cam Sutton, and Levi Wallace. Man, all three of those guys, as well as Deontay Johnson, are going to be getting better right there. That's the true definition of iron sharpening iron. When you talk about the young receiver George Pickens, man, he hasn't seen a Levi Wallace just yet. Now, imagine how Levi could potentially do some different techniques or bring just a different style because of what he was playing in Buffalo was a little bit different than, you know, how Kello and Cam Sutton played at times. It's like, man, just to see the different style that he brings in, what that looks like, the pros and cons of beating that or going against that. That's all information that's going to be beneficial, not just to the defense side of the ball, but to these receivers, in particular these younger wide receivers, man. So, yeah, the more these guys are out there, man, the more of those guys that are available, the better for this team, man.
0: Well said by the man who's been out here on the campus of St. Vincent College many times in these settings, Arthur Motes. Uh, He's back home today. I am here on campus with Jacob, but it's just the two of us, all right? And Yins can't get in. All right. got to have a fancy parking pass to get in here today. Fancy just media the two pass of
1: us. To get
0: in here today.
1: Just the two of us. Because
0: practice is at Latrobe <laughs> Memorial High School. All right. So if you're if you're heading out here, like I said, it's I said 10 minutes. I don't think it's even 10 minutes away from here, honestly. It's probably more like 7 or 8 if we're being accurate. Um, so if you're on your way out here, change up those GPS coordinates, head to Latrobe Memorial. It's free. It's open to the public. And it'll be a pretty cool setting there. Uh, just a little high school stadium. Nothing but a, a, a tiny fence Fence and a track to separate you from Steelers practice today. Uh, get down there to Latrobe Memorial. Mozi and I will have you until the start of practice right up uh, just until about 2 o'clock. You want to get involved with this program, you know where to get at us on Twitter. We'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, and your reactions as we roll along. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, you're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is black and gold fan habit from SNR.
1: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
0: It is the Steelers Blitz here, a part of our ongoing training camp coverage on Steelers Nation Radio. It's a quiet St. Vincent College today because practice being held at Latrobe Memorial. It's still open To the public, so just divert your plans if you were planning on heading out here, just around the corner, Latrobe Memorial Stadium, open to the public, don't need a ticket, free all that good stuff but uh, you' will not be able to see our uh, our SNR setup and come say hello today as we are uh, as we are still on campus uh, before practice to get going here it's training camp it's the third week of training camp if you want to do it you know chronologically as looking at the calendar it was a, a short week the first week players reported on Tuesday practice started Wednesday the last week in July <clears throat> full week last week another full week this week leads up to the first preseason game on Saturday night against the Seattle Seahawks, the first football game at Acrisure Stadium. Motsi, uh, anything change from a player perspective when it's uh, when it's finally, you know, when you finally got a preseason game on the horizon at the end of the week? Does that put any little extra pep in your step? Does that make it maybe just a, a shade easier getting through practice, knowing that you're going to get to hit somebody that's not your own teammate pretty soon? H- how do the players feel when they see that first preseason game on the horizon?
1: Well, no, for the players, I mean, you're excited about it. Um, I would stop you, though. It's never going to be easier. Never that. In never fact, that. In fact, you dread it because you know Coach Tomlin, he's going to take the other approach. He's going to make practices a lot harder. He wants to have you beat up going into that first preseason game because it's a preseason game. So, in all actuality, as a player, you're like, man, <laughs> this is about to suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you know that, hey, man, you don't get that lecture like you would in season. He's not going to say, hey, we're going to be in pads on Wednesday, but then Thursday and Friday, we're not in pads. On uh, Friday, Friday's practice is going to be, you know, uh, a lighter day and then Saturday is the glorified walkthrough before the game. No, no, no. I mean, from my personal experience with Coach Tomlin, we've had padded practices the day before a preseason game before. Ooh. So, yeah, when, when you speak or preseason games, I'm like, uh, <laughs> not, not positive memories. No, no, no. You get excited solely because, you know, I mean, you get a chance to play in a game. And I think that's the important part. Where they're because keeping, you know, where they're keeping
0: a, score and, and yeah.
1: Well, and not even with that, because once again... This during this time frame, we take it as players. This is more of an evaluation. If we were really planning to keep score and win a game, we would play our starters. We would play us the whole time. But we know that that's not the case. So that's why us as like veterans, we would always laugh internally when the coaches try to put this. A uh, sense of competitiveness. And, hey, oh, we're, we're keeping score win. this you weekend, keep, boys. We're keeping score. And it's like, well, Coach, we really were trying to win. Why is Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Cam Hayward, etc., not playing?
0: Coach, like, if you really want me to stop real. the other team, why is Joe right. Hayden on the sideline and close right okay. now? So that's,
1: you know, that would be what we would, our response would be. But the biggest thing in terms of why you're excited about this as a player is the evaluation element. And it's twofold. You might be looking in Pittsburgh saying that, hey, man, this gives me a chance to move up the depth chart. I understand in practice, some guys just got nice matchups. Some guys are only going to get certain calls called when they're in there and it's going to protect them. It's going to make them look their best self for any type of reason. But when the season starts and you actually start playing games and the preseason does count in this capacity. Now you're going to get a chance to see. Who can react when it matters? Who can react when you're in the stadium and there is isn't that familiarity? When you do have that pressure of one mistake could be a touchdown, one mistake could be a sack given up. When you have those type of ramifications, when it's three plays that are bad, now you're punting on fourth down, not three plays you're bad. And coach is saying, "Hey man, we're going to start this. Uh, we're going to start this drill over." It's very different in that context. So. For those players that are internally trying to move up the depth chart, this is a big week for you. But then you also think about the guys that might be buried on the depth chart. We talk about the wide receiver room, right? And we said to ourselves, well, hey, man, we know Deontay, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, and Calvin Austin are pretty much locks to be here. Man, we still got a Anthony Miller or Gunnar <laughs> Oshesky, uh, um, <laughs> I mean, we can go down this list of like these names, right? Miles Boykin, et cetera. And it's like, well, man how are there going to be enough helmets in that particular position group where you're not going to be having to release a quality player, a guy that should be on NFL roster? Well, as an NFL professional, you understand that. You understand the numbers element. And you say to yourself, I'm not getting caught up in if I make it here or not. But what I am going to do is this. When I go out there and play in this preseason game, that's the tape that all 32 teams get to see. They don't get to see me in practice. So, yeah, I might be killing it in practice. I might have three, four interceptions in practice. But these teams don't get that access. I have to do something in the game. So, when you get out there in that game, you start thinking to yourself, I make plays here. If it helps me move up and they want to keep me on the roster here, great. But if not and they release me, well, now it's another team that's going to be out there watching this tape and saying to themselves, this guy can make my roster better. And this is a guy that we got to go get. And how many times have we've seen it where, whether it's a Joe Hayden or even a LJ Fort, right? Mm-hmm. Varying levels of, you know, players and success, but both are guys that have come here that we've picked up right at the end of cuts and that have helped us out, not just in Pittsburgh, but in also for LJ's case, even his career as a whole, man, getting compensated the way that he did in Baltimore.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point by you. You know, I, I, these teams, obviously, they keep an eye on that. That is something that they're watching for. You know, th- they might even, after the first preseason game, have an idea of, all right, you know, if this guy and that guy were to get released by this team, maybe we'll, we, we'll kick the tires, we'll make some phone calls there. Um, and that certainly makes a lot of sense, because, yeah, because the rest of the league isn't getting access to their practice footage. But everyone's got the all-22 of that preseason game, baby. Um, mm-hmm. mozi could it potentially – like, is it fair to say – could this be the worst week of pr- the way you're describing this to me? Then, right? Could this be? Could you argue that this is the worst week of practice? And maybe particularly because it's a home game on Saturday, right? So they don't have to have a travel day and all that. and Mike Tallman can really ramp up that physicality and kind of push them to the limit this week to see how they respond. Could 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 you could you make a, a, a fair argument that this is maybe the not worst week? All right, but the most difficult. I was about to say,
1: man, the most I, I, difficult I see. week. I was about to say, man, it, it, everything is so extreme right it's now. So it's extreme the best week,
0: or it's hey. the worst. I'm like, bro. Hey, it, remember, it, remember it has
1: to be one of the other Remember like, how Whoa. you used to say,
0: Jeez. when it comes to this show, the Steelers blitz, you either have to love us or you have to hate us. There is no in-between. There is no gray area. This is Jeez. a black and a black and white hot takey sports world. You either love us or you hate really? us. <laughs>
1: I'm over here like, man, am I missing something right now? I'm like, bro, what
0: now most it's difficult. The
1: easiest, now is the hardest. Like, what in the heck? Hold on. I I, <laughs> I I opened
0: up my dictionary. All right. I found some other uh, adjectives and adverbs. How about most difficult <laughs> week of camp?
1: You know what? We can say that it is very difficult. The reason I don't want to say most is because for everybody they're going to have different opinions. Like some people look at that first week of training camp as the worst week because you're getting acclimated. You're you know going through that physical shock, that physical pain, especially when you first put those pads on, right? Some people will say that. Others will say, hey, is this week, right, when you got that first preseason game and how Coach Tomlin's going to address that. If it was a guy that had played during my time where we were having those four preseason games, a lot of people would tell you that it was that last week that also sucked as well, depending on where you were on that depth chart, just because you knew certain people weren't going to be available to you in these games. But, you know, when you're talking about this particular week, this is always going to be a difficult week man because you are going to have new emotions coming into your life right now we talked about the emotions of first week of practice we talked about the emotions of your first padded practice and we talked about the emotions that would come into like a friday night lights right because of the excitement man and and everybody is talking about it right so we're all jacked up fans and stuff well now you're going to have a new level of excitement at the end of this week because you know we're having a game for some players this is going to be their first time putting on an NFL uniform. I remember for me distinctly, like...
0: Yeah, what was that like? This was to...
1: It was my first time ever being in an NFL stadium for a game. I obviously had did the combine, but the combine was empty. It was filled with just players and scouts, teams, exactly. A couple media members, but, yeah. But my first time ever being in an NFL stadium on a game day was my first preseason game. So you're talking about a myriad of emotions, right? This is the pinnacle of your life, all of your work, because you've been training since you were four or five years old just to get here, just to put this jersey on, to go out there on that field. You've been doing all the sacrifices as a high school player, as a college athlete, not going out, not drinking, not partying like your other you know peers would be doing because you said, hey, this is the moment that I'm waiting on. So when you finally get there, man, you feel everything. You're ready to run through a wall. You're ready to break down and cry. You're ready to fight everybody out there in the stadium. Like you're going through all of this because this is that first time and you're just so excited and it means so much to you. And you're thinking about everything that it took along that way. But the one thing that you really have to focus in on, though, and this is what, you know, if I'm older, me talking back to younger me or even to the rookies now. It's like, man, you really want to be hyper vigilant about the mental, Hmm,
0: you know, fortitude
1: this week because that's the hardest thing to control on game day. You can do all the breathing techniques, you can stretch, you can do all of that. But, man, it is a different feeling when you're walking out of that tunnel and it's a legit NFL game. You're looking on your chest, you see that NFL shield, you see these NFL officials, all the camera crews, like, the pomp and circumstance that you experience, even for a preseason game, it's going to feel extremely significant. And that's one of those moments where guys start to act erratic, right? We talked about Jamar Chase a year ago. What was his preseason yep. like? Not he great. He had the drop seats. He couldn't catch anything, and we're like, "Yo, is everything all right with him?" Man, it's a different experience. It it, it just makes sometimes you it, it can be a little bit big for you. But it's one of those things that you'll never forget, and that's the other part of it, where it's like you're going to love that feeling once you're out there. But it's something that you really have to be, like I said, cognizant of and just self-aware of to make sure that it doesn't cause you to have a, a, a less than adequate performance out there or something that will leave you just saying, I wish I could have done more.
0: Yeah, because you can, you can drain that emotional tank too quickly Seriously, as well. man. Yeah. Shoot. I almost
1: pulled my hamstring <laughs>
0: and my warm ups, man. You get out there,
1: you start doing all type of stretches, man. I stretched my hamstring about 40 times. I'm doing all type of <laughs> let me go over here. Let me walk. All. Let me touch this grass. Oh let, oh, let me send this picture to my mom. I want the logo. Oh, my dad. Look, I'm in the end zone. Dad. Hey, hey. I'm stretching. Kind of really not. Nope. Nope. Oh, my friends here. Let me go talk to him. Like you're doing everything you're thinking about so much because this is that. Moment that, like I said, you've been waiting your whole life for, and if you're not like mentally able to get back locked in and get back focused, like I said, it could definitely distract you, it could
0: definitely be more hurtful than helpful in certain situations. Controlled emotion that is the message from Pastor Moats to the youngins getting ready for their first preseason game this weekend obviously as the week rolls along we'll talk more about that preseason game when we get closer to Saturday but just had to uh, pick Motsy's brain there for a few minutes about what that means uh, at the start of the week when you got that preseason game on the horizon we've gotten a couple tweets at Wesley Euler is where you can get yours in for the show today Motsy still a little hiatus for a couple more weeks before he's back you got any uh Any questions, comments, concerns, reactions, you can get at us there. We'll get to some of your tweets as we roll along. A reminder, practice, not at St. Vincent College today, Latrobe Memorial uh, High School Stadium. I'm going to continue to say that over and over again because – you know, right now is probably about the time that a lot of Steelers fans are getting in their cars and heading out this way, hopefully uh, listening to their 24-7 home of the black and gold in the process, of course. Latrobe Memorial, that's where you want to go for practice today. It's open to the public. It's free. You don't need a ticket ahead of time. None of that stuff. A little Monday matinee in replace of Friday night lights. Uh, so do not come here to campus. Campus is closed today. Mozi and I will have you until 2 o'clock. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
1: This is the Steelers Blitz
0: with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes
1: on your 24-7 home of the black and gold,
0: SNR. Final segment of the first hour here on the Blitz as we approach 1 o'clock. It is a quiet one on campus here today. In fact, I can see young Jacob walking over to the cafeteria. I mean, I tell you what, I don't even have my glasses on, but there's so few people out on the hill over there. He's making his way up the stairs and down to the cafeteria. Oh, it makes us feel like college again out here on campus. But that's not where the Steelers <laughs> will be today. Latrobe Memorial, that's where the Steelers are heading for practice. Divert your coordinates if you were planning on heading to St. Vincent College. Reroute, I, reroute, reroute, reroute. Exactly, reroute, <laughs> reroute. Omaha. Uh, about seven minutes, about seven <laughs> minutes away <laughs> here, about seven minutes away here from campus uh, is where Latrobe Memorial and mozi As I say that, uh, Latrobe Memorial uh, was where practice is going to be today. I got a little excited here myself uh, at 155, So uh, just reroute your coordinates there. It's free. You don't need a ticket. It's open to the public. All that good stuff. And we know we're getting closer and closer to practice time because the big yellow school buses are rolling in right now one two three four count them five nope six seven up oh, here comes the seventh one seven school buses here on campus and what if i told you one more makes it eight eight different school buses just rolled in here uh, to campus uh, they will carry the team the staff i believe some of the media members as well too down to latro memorial high school uh, La Trobe Memorial Stadium, pardon me, where the Steelers will have a little Monday matinee practice that is open to the public. So reroute if that's where you're heading. Not only do we have big news in terms of the buses being on campus. mozi did you see the, uh, the Steelers breaking news here that just happened? Uh, I did not. Pretty significant. They're uh, signing an edge rusher. Okay, okay. From your alma mater. Hey now, go Dukes. Rondell Carter, the former James Madison Duke, has just been added. To the Steelers Edge group. Now, Moza. you and I have discussed plenty throughout the offseason and out here at camp how we need somebody to emerge behind T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. We really like those two. T.J., Defensive Player of the Year. Highsmith hitting his stride entering year three. But there's a lot of unknown about who that third person would be, You know, who would be next in case of any injuries or or those guys just needing a, a breather throughout the course of the game. So tell us what we need to know about newly signed Rondell Carter.
1: No, I mean, Rondell, man, he's definitely a polished rusher, definitely um, really good against the run, physical player, heavy handed. Uh, I think the big question mark is going to be the coverage element Um, at JMU. Wasn't asked to do a lot of going backwards, was a guy that could play um, up and down that D line on the edge as a traditional 4-3 defensive end, but also could bump inside to that three technique, think more like a Stefan Tua type, right? So, yeah, with Rondell, man, he, he's, he's been able to do multiple things in terms of the physical style of play that he plays with um, and just being a space player, right? But like I said, for me, it's going to be, can he handle some of the coverage responsibilities that we're going to ask him to do? I think if he can get up to speed with that, I think he'll definitely, you know, put his name in the hat and stuff like that in terms of competing to be on this roster. But, no, I'd definitely love the pickup, man. Obviously, it's a, it's a former JMU. Duke can never have enough of them out there. Hey, hey, hey.
0: <laughs> oh, I knew that that would get you excited. I I knew that you would like that. Yes, yes, yes. That's, Rondell, that's a
1: pleasant surprise right there, man. Absolutely.
0: Rondell Carter added to the mix for the Steelers. He's 25 years old, uh, spent 2020 with Dallas, spent last year with the Houston Texans, so has has uh, been a part of both of the, uh, the Texas franchises down there. Was uh, just recently with the Cardinals as well, too, but was waived. Uh, so we'll have a, a new face to discuss here. And I know Motsy's happy with another JMU Duke getting his hand you in the pile. You better
1: believe it, baby.
0: Out there, certainly. Motsy, to close out the first hour here, too, I, I wanted to uh, talk with you. Again, you know, today I'm driving out here. I'm outlining the show in my mind. I'm thinking, you know, again, what particulars we haven't touched on? Or maybe, you know, a player that we've mentioned a little bit but haven't really discussed, you know, for more than a minute or two. Um, And I was thinking uh, back to uh, over the weekend, Matt Canada, of course, the Steelers' offensive coordinator, uh, appeared on Sirius XM Radio, did a a radio segment, just, you know, a simple 15, 20-minute radio segment like we do with guests here on this program uh, every single week. And he had a lot of really nice things to say about the young Hayward brother. Um, you know, talked about how they love his position versatility. You know, they've asked him to do some things at fullback early on in the process, and they thought he showed well there. And, and then now with, uh, with the injury to Pat Fryermuth or, or him being held out, uh, you know, to be cautious with that injury, that the uh, that they've been giving him a lot of work at tight end, and they like what he has shown there. Connor Hayward, mozi, you know, was was the seven B pick for the Steelers, I believe. Correct in the draft um, was was or maybe the seven A pick was was one of those last guy or two taken in the draft, seventh round guy. You know, one of those hybrid guys who didn't doesn't necessarily come here to his first NFL training camp with a, a clearly defined role. But as we as this thing plays out, and as we get closer, and we continue to see how they're using him and and how he's responded in both in the backfield and when lining up at tight end. Uh, Connor Hayward, you got got a real chance to make this team.
1: Um, we'll find out come Saturday and going forward. Um, I don't really put a lot of stock into you know some of the positive praise that we always get during this time of year solely from practices because we know that hey, what coach is really going to come up here and say anything negative Crush about their players? They're trying to build those guys up. Right. So, of course, they're always going to speak on these guys in a very optimistic manner. They're always going to be, you know, having us think that these guys are, are ready to do, you know, the unthinkable in some capacity. But I feel like once we get a chance to see them in the game, when we get a chance to see multiple preseason performances and build a little bit of a uh, catalog on these players. I think that's when we can start determining who has a legitimate shot of making a roster versus not, because, yeah, we could sit here and make this strong case for Connor Hayward. But at the same time, we could also say, all right, are you playing him as a tight end exclusively? What's that depth chart look like? Are you trying to include him with the running back depth chart? What does that look like? Um, Is it a guarantee that he's beaten out of Derek? Watt if we're exclusively talking about fullback and special teams?
0: So that's the the big, that's the big question. Right?
1: Yeah. So it's like, you can get the praise and that's cool. But at the end of the day, That's It's telling like a a piece of the story. It's a lot of other variables that are going to have to come into play that include him beating on some guys, and some guys also taking a little bit of a step backwards as well. So that's why it's like, man, I can't just say that today, but if he can go out there and start doing some stuff in these preseason games, I think that changes a lot for him.
0: It certainly does, and that could potentially change a lot for the Steelers and how they operate. You're right. I mean, that's that's certainly the question right now is – Okay, can he do enough just at full back and on special teams to take someone like Derek Watt's spot? Do we think that he has enough potential if we try and use him as a full-time tight end, you know, with some special teams as well too, uh to to command a spot on that depth chart there as well. What does he look like on special teams? That's something obviously that, that we're going to learn here when the when the preseason Hello. games begin. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the probably that's probably the baseline for him, right, mozi Cuz if he can't play special yes. teams, he ain't making the roster. Uh,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And you think about, though, like how many guys struggle to play special teams? How many guys struggle to get acclimated with that part of the game? Good players, amazing college players, even awesome position players. But when you're talking about special teams, it is a difference. It is this whole beast, it's this whole other animal. At this level and that's something that a lot of guys especially star players at their different schools didn't have to do a lot of that I understand that Connor was a return man at times at Michigan State but we're not asking him to be a return man when you have a gun Oshesky when you have some of the guys that we've had returning kicks here you're going to be blocking you're going to be going down there and covering these kicks can you do that And can you do it at a high enough level where the team feels confident in you Those are some of the things that he's going to have to address and answer, and we can't answer that right now because Danny Smith, once again, playing for him, he doesn't even set up practices for you to be able to cover (laughs) kicks. He doesn't set up practices for you to be able to do some of the full speed things that we're going to see you do on game day. He'll build it up and everything is drill based in the sense of, all right, this part of a special teams play, or that part of a special teams play, but in the sense of, just being able to evaluate, hey, cover a full kickoff, going full speed, running sixty yards. They're not doing that in practice because that's not conducive to this team being healthy.
0: Right, you're gonna you're gonna have everyone you know what back. Mean? Like up. You're
1: gonna burn these games out. Yeah, so that's the part for Connor where he hasn't experienced that just yet. He hasn't experienced playing a full series on offense, then having to cover a punt, then the defense happens to get a 3 and out now you got to go right back out there on punt return and then oh it's no tv timeout it's preseason you're right back out there on offense he hasn't experienced that just yet he'll get his chance though and that's what happens this weekend how do you respond in those moments can you think while you are fatigued can you still be a fundamental um can you still be a, fu- a fundamentally sound player when you are fatigued can you still execute under pressure when you are fatigued Those are the things that we're going to need answered first from him before we can determine, you know, his NFL livelihood with the Pittsburgh Steelers going forward.
0: And we're going to get those answers here in the next coming weeks as the preseason games begin. Uh, Can Connor Hayward, you know, really make the Steelers have to, uh, to debate some tough decisions here? Because all of a sudden if he can, right, if he proves that he can carve out a role and he can be a, a positive contributor on special teams, if he shows enough either in the backfield or, or at tight end that they believe all right, the combination of his special teams with his with his potential and, and some flexibility that he has to his game, we, we we gotta find a way to keep this guy, that could get get very interesting because he obviously as a uh you know, as a as a seventh round pick, is is making, you know, not compared to to right to, to normal humans, as Arthur Motes always likes to say. But on an NFL scale, he's making chump change, right? Yeah. Uh, Derek Watt, on the other hand, has a cap hit of $4.7 million this year. So the Steelers could, you know, again, if Connor Hayward has them going down this road, part of that conversation eventually becomes, all right, well, do we think there's a big difference in, in, in player X and player Y? No. Well, player X is... You know, 4.7 against the cap this year, while player Y is a couple hundred thousand. And then maybe like Motz and I are talking about, there becomes a name or two around the league that becomes available in a few weeks that isn't available now. And all of a sudden you could use that money to try and add to the roster somewhere else as well, too. It's it's a lot of moving parts there. You
1: had it too, man. You had it and you dropped. Oh no! Missed it right at the last second. Are you ready for this? Oh no! So you were going on the list about you know the money part of it. It matters. Uh You know who who's more expensive. All right, if they're equal, we go with the cheaper option and all those things, right? But the one thing that you forgot, especially when you're talking about these fullbacks right now, oh no, is which brother do you like better? You know. Because one has T.J. <laughs> Watt as the point. older brother.
0: That's a great point. One
1: has a Cameron Hayward as the older brother. Which one? That's all I'm saying. I think that it's a lot of variables in this thing, man. <laughs> I mean,
0: either way, you're going to upset one of the brothers. It's either going to be which one
1: would you rather upset? It's
0: going to be family Hayward or it's going to be house Watt. You know? Ooh. Yeah. But, but if if you had to, if you had to choose, Ooh, one of the, <laughs> one of the siblings is going to be salty. <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah, Cam, he's getting a little bit older, you know, Veteran <laughs> guy. TJ, they still got him locked. They still got TJ locked up for a while, though. I don't know. Man. You know what? Actually, I'm going to go with uh, let's tick off TJ because in the past, that's all, you know, that that's and the, the last time we saw TJ ticked off, uh, he responded by tying Michael Strahan's single season NFL sack record. I mean,
1: this is true. And this winning the defensive true. player
0: of the year. So, you know what? Yeah, actually, maybe. Maybe we should just do that regardless and get 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 an extra pep in TJ step around that's what here.
1: That's I'm saying. I mean, it, it, I'm not opposed to it if that's all right with you.
0: You got to go out. You know what you got to do is if you if you if you end up uh, sticking with Connor Hayward and that comes at the expense of Derek Watt, then you just got to go out and trade for JJ. Problem solved.
1: Mm, boom. Can't go wrong with that either, man.
0: I like yeah I like how you're thinking over there, baby. <laughs> oh, it's a hot one over here, Arthur Motes. That sun is out now. Thankfully, I'm under the tent. All right, so I'm I'm doing okay. But it is it is a hot one. It has gone from a, a little bit of an overcast cool day that would be nice uh, for practice conditions now into the 80s. Uh, let's see here. According to my laptop, it is 82 degrees outside where I sit right now. Um, we have got uh, about an hour to go until practice at Latrobe Memorial, so do not come here to campus. I have, I'm have. i not exaggerating this. I'm not making this up. I've seen a few cars because I can see the, the gate across the way uh, turned away. In fact, there's two people right now doing little U-turns, I kid you not, to get back out of campus. Um, the fan entrance on the other side when I was driving in, I saw Mozi, <laughs> you'll feel for this person. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't tell if it was a guy or a gal, but there was a, a poor soul who had to sit at the entrance of where they normally let the fans in here on campus. Just mm-hmm. to sit there today and tell all the people that didn't hear the news, hey, parking lot's closed, campus is closed, oh, practice is no. at Trobe Memorial. Oh, and when I no. and when I drove up, I saw two cars there, and this poor soul who is, I mean, you know, it's like a field here that the fans have to park in. Yeah. And so there's just a person who's just been tasked with sitting there and telling everybody, hey, actually, you gotta turn, you gotta go back out there and go about five to seven more minutes down the road to go to Trobe Memorial. And let's
1: be real, that's a and tough gig today. You that's know, a tough one. You know that person's getting all type of slander. <laughs> oh, Oh all my type gosh. Of not nice looks.
0: Yep. And getting asked for directions, probably too. how do I get yes. there? Where do I go? All say, of a sudden? say it again now? What oh. all
1: the attitude with all the sass? And then I turn you know right that. on what street? Well, say it again now? Where am I? Uh, you sure? Okay. So campus yep. is closed.
0: Yep. I can't go you to sure the team store. You oh. sure it's closed? Then can I go up there oh. and take a picture? Yep. <laughs> So yes, please do not bother the uh, the poor soul sitting at the end of the parking lot in the field by themselves in 80 degree weather in the beginning of August. Just go to Latrobe Memorial for a nice little Monday matine- matinee practice. No tickets needed. All right, no uh, no no fee, no nothing. It's free. You just show up. Practice about an hour away, and we've got uh, the buses awaiting the arrival of the players to take them there. One hour in the books, another hour to go. Arthur Moats, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Black and gold football lives here. What a
1: play!
0: 24-7. You're listening to SNR.
1: Hey guys, back to the playground again, huh?
0: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves so we could go surfing. oh yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah,
1: ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait.